to uh, always exceed expectations. As you and I both know, Joe, there's three types of people in this world and, and specifically in this business. Uh, there's people who underperform, there's people who meet expectations, and there's people who overperform and exceed expectations. Best ever listeners, I want to mention Lima One Capital, and I found out about them through a guest that I was interviewing on the show, and he mentioned how he was scaling his business. He was actually buying 10 single-family homes within one year, and I asked him, how were you able to buy 10 single-family homes, and how were you financing that? He's like, oh, well, I just use an asset-based lender. I was like, who is that? And he told me it's Lima One Capital. I reached out to them afterwards, got to know them, and they are the sponsor of today's episode because they've got some unique lending programs. Uh, one of them is called Rental 30, where, as I mentioned, they're an asset-based lender. So they're lending based on the property's appraised value, as well as they look at the down payment that you're bringing to the table and the cash reserves. Uh, they'll lend up to 75% loan to value. And this is huge. This is huge because typically as a single family investor, uh, your lending strength is based on your personal income as well as how many properties you have, how many loans you have out. There's no restrictions on portfolio size with their Rental 30 program. Go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever sign up learn more about the program that's nema1capital.com forward slash best ever they also have a program for fix and flippers even if you haven't done a fix and flip they'll still lend to you they've been in the business uh, since 2010 so they've been around the block they know their underwriting guidelines they're not loosey-goosey but they do have a very specific uh, criteria um, that helps beginning fix and flippers get their fix and flip projects done as well as experienced fix and flippers they reward you as an experienced fix fix and flipper and you actually get a lower interest rate and lower origination fee again go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever and some legal stuff i have to say it is lima one capital llc and the NMLS ID number is 1324403. And their address is 201 East McBee Avenue, Suite 300, Greenville, South Carolina, 29601. Again, lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. If you're looking for a fix and flip loan or if you're looking for a buy and hold investment property, and you're trying to finance it and you want it to be asset-based, lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, hello, hello. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and this is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff. We don't talk about it. We only get into the real estate advice that moves your business forward. And with us today, we have a best ever guest who has shot out of the real estate canon, and he is just doing incredibly well in a very short amount of time at a relatively young age. With us today, you're going to hear his story. How you doing, Kevin Ramirez? Hey, Joe. Thank you for uh, having me on the show, man. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Well, whenever I heard about your background, I was like, well, this needs to happen because you will serve as uh, an inspiration not only to myself, but a lot of the best ever listeners. A little bit about Kevin, and then he'll get into it in more detail. He moved to the United States from Caracas, Venezuela, 
and he is based in Raleigh, North Carolina. His focus is rehabbing and wholesaling properties and has done 42 of them since 2014. Here's the deal, best ever listeners. He's 22 years old. 22. He did his first deals when he was 19 years old while he was attending his first semester in college. So that's the storyline for today. You can say hi to him and check out his website at nchomebuyers.org. nchomebuyers.org. Or you can just simply click the link that's in the show notes. With that being said, Kevin, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for the, the great uh, introduction. So, uh, yeah, as you're saying, I'm 22 years old. I focus on, on rehabbing and wholesaling in the Raleigh area. Uh, most of the, uh, pretty much all the rehabs I've done, I've done with none of my own money. So, uh, using that JV partnerships and, uh, and, and other than that, uh, wholesaling as well. I graduated high school and I decided to take a year off. And during that year, I started reading books about uh, business and, and real estate and such, and that's when I, I, I caught the uh, the real estate bug, you know? <laughs> so uh, I came back uh, came back to the States, and I started doing some marketing. During that year, you know, when I came back, I got my first four deals done, uh, a couple of wholesales and, and two small rehabs, and, um, and then from then on, I decided to uh, drop out of college and, <laughs> and pursue real estate 100%. Wow. All right. So you graduated high school. You're 18 years old. Then you moved back to Venezuela for a year, and you read a lot. So I, I moved back. Uh, I was I was turning 18. I was 17, turning 18. Moved back there for I was there for about a year, a little bit over a year. And uh, I read books like Rich Dad Poor Dad. I read The Intelligent Investor, mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. And, and I just kind of started. I, I wanted I, you know wanted to be a, an entrepreneur. Um, then when I came back to the states, I actually uh, did one of those uh, real estate investing courses. That it was uh, it was kind of like my my coming back present, you know, my welcome back present. I did it? Did the core classes? I started going to the seminars and things like that. And, and I realized that I wanted to take action more than than, than actually going to the classes and, and doing the online courses and stuff. So I kind of stopped doing it, and I just started doing marketing. And I started doing what I could to start getting some leads. Started putting myself in front of sellers, talking to sellers. I talked to people as I could about what I was doing um, and that's how I landed my my first few deals you know it was it was kind of slow you know it took me six months or so to get my uh, you know my my feet wet but then after that I kind of got the hang of it and, and, and went from there there's so many different ways we could take this conversation one of the ways I'm going to take it is raising money or doing JVs because I know a lot of people who are doing fix and flips or want to do fix and flips, but they uh, don't have their own money or they don't want to use all of their money. They want to use a portion of it. How at 19 years old did you joint venture with somebody to do the rehab and how was it structured? I think that that actually finding someone to to give me the money was was actually the easiest part, you know, because I had I was finding great deals. So I just kind of, you know, I, I talked as I was saying, I talked to as many people as I could about what I was doing. I would go to the gym and talk to uh, to the guys there at the gym. I would go to Tria or my, you know, the local real estate investing investor meetings in my area. I would go and talk to my parents, friends, my teachers, things like that. Just whoever that I thought would be interested in doing something like this, I would talk to. I started posting ads on Craigslist. Um, for sellers and uh, out of those ads people were calling me or other investors were calling me to see if I had deals to wholesale to them I would tell them you know my initial 
my initial thoughts were, yeah, yeah, a wholesale and field. But then I, I saw, I figured that I had enough profit, you know, I, I had enough spread to where I would be able to maybe split 50-50 or even 60-40 with, with someone else. So I I would talk to them about it. Whoever was interested in the deal as a wholesale, I would just let them know, hey, you know, I'm interested in working this deal. I'm just getting started. I can, you know, I can do the groundwork. I can, I can stay in here you know, patrol the subcontractors, whatever you need me to do. Four of them said yes. <laughs> so I just, it was just a JV contract that they drafted actually. And it just, you know, stated what we, that we were working on this deal and this deal only, that they were going to be putting in the money, how much money they were putting in, how we were going to be splitting the profits at the end, what our duties were, you know, what I had to do, what my job, what my role was, and what, what their role was. So that's kind of how we, uh, we structured it and we, we made it happen. And it, was, it ended up uh, going very well. With that deal you're referring to, is you mentioned you had four deals, two wholesales, and then one big, one small rehab. Which deal are you referring to when you're talking about that? Yeah, the JVs are for the two for the two rehabs. So the, for, for the both small of them. rehab, and, yeah, for both of them. There were different investors actually, but it was, it was the same, the same, uh, pretty much the same story, just in a bigger scale on that second one. If you remember the numbers on the the larger one, let's talk about that. What were your responsibilities? And then what was the profit share as a result of those responsibilities? Yeah, that one is actually, uh, I would say, is the best deal I've had. <laughs> you know, um, that was a, a big project. You know, it was my second rehab. I had done a smaller one with another investor, but this is, it was my second rehab, and it was, it was big. It was in a great area, a very, very uh, hot area in my market, you know. ARV for this one, for this property, were was around two eighty five, two ninety, and I got the property under contract for one forty three, um, and um, it was just um, you know the, he had inherited the house. He did not like living there. He wanted to move kind of farther out into the country area, so he just really wanted to get rid of this house. He he, he owed nothing on it, so he was just getting cash for it. He he needed a lot of repairs. That's the thing. He needed a lot of repairs. It had a, a substantial foundation issue. It needed pretty much all updating. It was it was definitely a full gut, or we made it a full gut anyway. So um, put the property on the contract, got the JV partner in there, and pretty much my role was I had found the deal, I had negotiated the deal, I had put everything on the contract. I was scheduling their purchase as well because I had my real estate license at the time. I had just gotten it. So um, I was also helping them find a new home. So I was kind of um, controlling the time in which we were going to close for the property by finding them a home too. So that's an advantage that we had. And also when we did close on the property, I was in charge of you know being there. I would go there you know two to three times a week. I would make sure that everything was going as planned. I would talk to the uh, subcontractors. I was taking a lot of the things that were being put in the house. I wasn't in charge of paying them. They were in charge of, of everything that had to be do with the finance and giving them checks and things like that. Um, and then at the end, uh, I was listing the property as well. So we got to save uh, money on the listing side and split it as well. Hmm. How does it work when you're not the one paying them, but you're the one overseeing the rehab? Are you filling out a report? Are you taking pictures? What are you doing to make sure that there's not a disconnect? Pretty much all of that. You know, I had a checklist of, of what was supposed to be done during that week, right? So, the you know, this subcontractor, somewhere the plumbing is coming, the windows are going to be put in, all that. I had a checklist of that. So I was making sure that everything was being done when it was supposed to be done. If it wasn't, I, I would contact the, the subcontractors right away and, and kind of, you know, 
uh, you know, uh, figure out what was happening, which we didn't have many, you know, problems with that one. Although it was a big rehab, it, it went smoothly. It went very, very smoothly. Um, and then whenever they needed to get paid, they would be, you know, they would come like once a week or so to, to pay the, the subcontractors if they needed to be paid and such. How much money did you all have to put in to do the gut rehab? This one ended up being like 70, if I'm not mistaken, $74,000 or so at the end with everything. That's materials. That's pretty much everything. And um, that, that, that's, yeah, that's how much we put in it. And that's, you know, that's the biggest rehab I had done at the time. What was the, the JV? Was it a 50-50 thing? Or? Um, this one was a 55-45. Okay. And at the end of it all, when you calculate the listing and your 45%, how much did you walk away with at this deal? On this one, you know, with everything with the JV split and also help them uh, find a property, I ended up walking away with about $53,000 on this one. So uh, I was very thrilled. You know, this is the most money I had ever seen, ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. How long did it take from start to finish? This one took about three months and maybe a week or so. It was on the market for four hours before we got the offer. It was an offer over the asking price, and everything just went very smoothly. No no hiccups or nothing. Uh, I think we had one week to where it was raining hard, so we had to kind of slow down on the uh, outside repairs. We were doing siding as well, so uh, that's the only thing we had. You know, It took three months and a week to uh, to get everything set. And was that the first rehab or was that the second of those two? This was the second. This was the second rehab, yeah, the bigger one. What was it like whenever you're on site? Do you look older than what you are? Do you look younger than you are? Um, I would say I look a little bit older, you know, a little bit older than what I am. You know, People told me that all the time. So were they giving you respect whenever you were on site or they're like, who is this kid? Like, what's going on? Surprisingly for me, they were they were actually giving me respect. You know, they saw that I, you know, I, not that I knew that I was what I was doing. I was just kind of following what the check was. But I just kind of, um, you know, I, I was just very respectful towards them. I, I told them what what you know what my role was, what I was there to do, and they respected that. So they didn't, you know, they they were paying attention to me to what I was saying. So everything was smooth. You know, I wasn't disrespected or, or looked down on. I have been, and after that, in other deals, I have been you know, kind of look down <laughs> to, uh, and talking to other investors and, and sellers as well. But in that particular one, everything was so smooth. Everything respected me. Everything was, was, was good. <laughs> awesome. Now that we talked about the details of that, I want to get, dig into kind of your, your brain and your mind and how you approach things and how you think about things, because that's the underlying foundation of how you've gotten to where you're at. I mean, we just talked tactics, but I, I want to talk foundational stuff too. So you said the hardest part was finding the great deals because the the money thing was actually, you know, as you said, it was the easier part. I do want to talk about the money thing, though, because you said you went, you would talk to people at the gym, you talked to people at the RIA, the, your parents' friends, teachers. Let's just pretend that I'm your former teacher. Do you email me? Do you call me? Do you just like see me at an event? Like, how do you approach that conversation? How do you find me? It's not like I'm, you know, walking uh, up to a stranger and saying, "Hey, do you want to do this?" You know, it's uh, it's more of a we're just having a conversation. If a the topic of what I do comes into uh, into play, so I just want to like, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a real estate investor. I'm I'm doing this. I, I'm rehabbing properties. I'm I'm wholesaling. I kind of you know." 
and what that is, and then if they're if they're not in the business. Most of the people who I was talking to were already somehow connected to real estate. You know, they were investing, they had a, done a couple of flips in the past, or they were wanting to do it. So I would just let them know, hey, I, I I'm working towards I'm building my cash buyers list. Would you like to be in it? Right. So then when I actually had a deal to present to them, that's when I would talk to them about. Okay, here's the deal. Um, these are the numbers. This is what the you know the what I'm projecting the profit to be. Um, in this particular deal, I would like to work in it. You know, I would like to to be part of it. You know, I can give you you know uh, uh, forty uh, sixty five percent of the pro- uh, the profit. I can give you fifty five percent, whatever it was. And if they were interested, then I would get them in there, kind of show them the property as if you know they were. I was wholesaling it to them, but they already knew that I wanted to be part of it. So that's that's just kind of how it went. You know, it's not like I I went up to them and said, "Hey, you know, do you want to invest? Do you want to give me the money for me to do it?" It was just more of a, "Here's the deal. If you would like to, I can give you the opportunity to be part of it and split it, you know, fifty fifty with me or whatever the split was, and, and work together with it." Mm, so you you evolved the conversation from what was initially a wholesale transaction and conversation to oh I have this deal I'm actually you know if you want to partner on it this is what we could do with it. Basically, you know, back then I I, I had no idea that I could do that. You know, I had no idea that I could you know get a JV partner and, and have the possibility of um, being part of a rehab. You know, my mentality back then was okay. I'm going to get my first wholesale deals done, and I need to wholesale this property or you know whatever it was because I thought that was kind of the easiest route. But then I figured that I could do this, and I would just let them know from the beginning. And I was like, hey, you know, for this one, I would really like to be part of it. So the buyer that I'm looking for for this property is has to be able to or willing to work with me uh, and let me be part of this of this deal. And and, and they, most of the people said yes because the spreads were 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 so big or not so big, but they were they were great. You know, they were really good spreads, so they they were open to it. Um, and that's how we made it happen. How are you finding your deals? Most of the deals uh, I have right now, I'm, I'm doing uh, some SEO work. <laughs> I'm doing uh, Google Ads and things like that as well. I'm also posting on Craigslist. Referrals is a big one for me. Uh, past clients, you know, my, when I, whenever I have rentals, you know, people have uh, a lot of rentals. So if I wholesale one, they want to sell another one. I uh, do that as well. And driving for dollars. Uh, last year, 2015, was a big year for me at driving for dollars, you know, I uh, just, you know, driving neighborhoods every week, uh, sending with letters and things like that. I'm in the car with you. We are in a neighborhood driving around. What are you looking for? And then when you find something that you like, what do you do? If I'm driving in my car, I'm driving with you, Joe. I have a notepad out uh, right now. You know, I'm working towards getting that system a little bit better. But right now I have a notepad and I'm just kind of driving around looking at houses, that, you know, looking for houses that have broken windows. A uh, big one for me, for, I don't know why, but it, it's just um, the blinds, where the blinds are kind of like broken and they seem to be like they haven't taken care of the, of the, uh, of the blinds. I usually uh, put those down. Broken garage doors, like when they're half open or when they're, you know, they have a big dent or something like that. That's a big one. And, you know, the regular overgrown grass or boarded up windows. Not so much boarded up windows, but mostly in the, uh, you know, the other areas that the areas that I focus in are are mostly, you know, in the 150 to 250 ARV, which is kind of, you know, the median range here in Raleigh is like 280. So, same, you know, not 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 so low in the in the market. So they're not you're not going to find a lot of boarded up uh, houses in those neighborhoods. But you know, things like broken windows, 
signs of distress, you know, uh, uh, overgrown grass and things like that. But the big one is blinds and garage doors. <laughs> what do you do once you write that down? I go home. Usually I, I have a goal to uh, get 100 of those leads a week. So I go out and I drive for as long as I have to until I get 100 of those down. Um, and then I go back home and I just look at the tax assessor's office website and plug in the address and it'll tell me the name and the mailing address if it's different from the property address of the owner. And I just send them a letter. I have a small letter, one-page letter that says, um, is this your house? And it's a picture of the house from the <laughs> from the tax records. Hey, I'm a real estate investor. I was driving by your house, and uh, I was wondering if you would be interested in selling this house. If you are, call me at this number, or you can text me, and it also, it also has my email address, my website, all my information there so that they can contact me. Mm. How do you get the picture from the website? You just, co- you just manually copy and paste the picture from the tax assessor's website? Yeah, I just uh, copy and paste it because it's on, the, uh, on my website. Uh, I guess on my in my county, it just it just has it there when you use the property address and the mailing address is just down there. So I just copy and paste it into each one of the letters before I print them out. So it's a it's a lengthy process, <laughs> but um, you know it takes me about two hours to uh, get through the hundred. And, uh, That's I it. Do it myself. Only, yeah, only yeah, two hours. I've, I've got, yeah, yeah, I've gotten it down to uh, doing it fairly quickly. You know, I just kind of copy paste and, and get it all done. I'm working towards, you know, this year getting a, an assistant, an in-house assistant to, uh, to do those type of things. Do you have a software that you use whenever you send those out? No, I print them out and I send them myself home and send them myself at the moment. It's like a Word document that you use or? Google Drive and I use the, the Word, uh, you know, the Word, they have their own Word thing and I just, mm-hmm. you know, do the letter there, print it out and send it. That's the only offline kind of, uh, direct marketing that I'm that I'm doing. I don't do any other you know uh, d- direct marketing campaigns or any at the moment. I'm I'm mostly strictly online and um, and doing this. Have you closed on deals from SEO, Craigslist, referrals, and driving for dollars? Yeah, all of them. The deal that I was telling you about in the beginning, that big project, was actually my first week of having my website up. So it was my first. It was actually my first website lead was that big deal. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and um, driving for dollars, I, 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 that's a big one for me. I get calls you know, from those 100 leads. And um, Craigslist is definitely my slowest one. <laughs> I get mm-hmm. a, a deal here and there, a lead here and there. A lot of tie creators on, on Craigslist. But I do get a lot of buyer leads from the Craigslist ad, although they're from, for sellers. A lot of investors in the area see my ads, and they contact me and say, hey, I'm interested in, you know, being a cash buyer on your list or, hey, I'm a wholesaler. I'm interested in co-wholesaling a couple of deals together. So it works. Who did your website? I did it myself. I did it on Squarespace. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, squarespace.com. And I just, you know, did it myself, put it up there in a week, and I'm constantly every week adding things to it. I'm adding blog posts. I'm adding new pages. I'm, you know, uh, uh, doing a little bit of SEO work to it, so I'm ranking on, on Google. Who does your SEO? Is it just you? Yeah, I do my SEO. I watch a lot of YouTube videos on SEO. <laughs> uh, you know, follow some blog posts, and I just kind of do it myself. You know, uh, working on outsourcing that as well. But at the moment, I'm just a one-man team doing pretty much everything, which probably shouldn't be the right thing. But you know, like I said, I've only been in the business for what two years or so. This year is definitely the year to start out outsourcing that. But um, uh, yeah, SEO work, all that I do myself. Out of the 42 deals that you've done, how much money have you made total? Last year, I uh, was I did 
let's see, 26 transactions. Uh, and those 26 transactions were probably, you know, in the 210 range, $210,000 range, everything netting. Uh, and I was between wholesaling and rehab as well. Kevin, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate investing advice ever would definitely be to uh, always exceed expectations. You know, uh, as you and I both uh, know, Joe, there's there's three types of people in this world, and, and specifically in this business, uh, there's people who underperform, there's people who meet expectations, and there's people who overperform and exceed expectations. So the people who underperform, they'll be in the business in and out in six months. They'll realize that it's low uh, and it takes work, so believe the people who meet expectations. Um, They'll be that person who goes to tri- uh, to the real estate investing meeting every month. You know, they're getting a deal every six months. You know, they're just kind of uh, doing what is expected of them. You know, kind of taking slow. The people who overperform and exceed expectations is is the, you know those people who are going to be constantly uh, looking. You know, striving to uh, exceed. Uh, you know. Get, get everything going. You know, there's people who are you're going to see they're they're doing well. You're going to see them on online everywhere. They're going to be constant with their marketing. They're going to be the people who other investors are talking about, and those are the people who are going to uh, do good in this business. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you're looking for an asset-based lender to grow your real estate portfolio, and you're buying single-family homes or small multifamilies then go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. They've got a program for you that's asset-based lending. Or if you're a fix and flipper and you're just starting out or you're very experienced, they've got a fix and flip loan program for you too. And they reward you based on your experience, but they also let you break into the industry if you're just getting started. Go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. Okay, Kevin, best ever book you've read. Uh, best ever book I've read when it comes to real estate, although it's not a real estate book, it's a business book. It's called Traction by Gina Whitman. I recently read this book and it completely changed my whole business. You know, I, uh, when it comes to uh, accountability and, and, and meeting your numbers and uh, always growing your business, this is definitely my go-to book. Best ever personal growth experience and what did you learn from it? Yeah, I would definitely say that when I... Uh, Know, dropping out of uh, school to do uh, to uh, do real estate uh, full time. You know, although you know, I think that getting your degree is great and, and pursuing a career is great. For me, you know, uh, pursuing what I wanted and commit, committing to what I wanted to do was definitely the, the best choice and the best decision I could have made. Best ever deal you've done? Uh, best ever deal I've done? I would say definitely that that second uh, rehab. You know, it, everything just went so smoothly. Uh, and, and the profit was great, and, and it was a great learning experience. So I would definitely say that that one is, 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 comes to mind when I when I talk about the best ever deal. Best ever way you like to give back? Um, I, at the moment, I would say that you know a lot of my friends are you know around my age, a little bit younger, a little bit older, and they're at that, that stage where they're going to school. You know, they're just getting a degree because that's what they're supposed to be doing. And they see what I'm doing, they come to me and they say, "Hey, Kevin, I want to pursue this. I want to do this." Or, "Hey, Kevin, I want to do what you're doing." So. I just guide them. If they want to do what I'm doing, I, I let them know uh, exactly what to do. I've had several of my friends come over to my, my office uh, and just I just show them exactly what I do in my everyday. I let them know where they can find the resources to do the same thing and kind of guide them that way. And, and a lot of them are doing it, actually. <laughs> All right. Now, there has to be many mistakes that you've made along the way, especially since you've gone so fast. But what's the biggest mistake you've made so far? Ah. Uh, so many. I make mistakes every single day, Joe. But uh, I would definitely say that um, uh, 
there's two. There's one big mistake that I was very easy to fix, which was not having my website early enough. <laughs> and there's another one that took a little bit of time, uh, which is not being consistent with kind of like my marketing of follow-up, you know. Uh, I was marketing, uh, you know, kind of all over the place, not focusing on that uh, on a particular marketing source, you know, a, a particular source of leads. So now I'm focusing on those three that I was mentioning to you. I'm doing them every single week, uh, every single day. I'm focusing hard on them, and then I'm also following up very well. I have a system to follow up with those leads and, and get to uh, get to the deal. What's your personal system for rem- remembering to follow up with leads and being consistent now? I don't have to remember anymore. <laughs> I'm using Podio. Uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of your uh, best ever listeners know or have heard of Podio. Uh, and it's just, uh, you know, a CRM uh, software that I use to um, uh, to kind of, you know, keep me uh, up to date with who I need to be following up today, the notes that I have from them when I, when I talk to them uh, in the past or, you know, what they wanted for the property, things like that. So I'm following up with them according to whatever Podio tells me that I, <laughs> uh, that I need to be doing. Best ever way the best ever listeners can reach you? Uh, my website. Uh, they can reach me at nchomebuyers.org or they can just go to uh, my Google Plus account, nchomebuyers, or Twitter at nc underscore homebuyers. And I, uh, that's where I hang out a lot. I love this conversation so much. You just blew, you, you overperformed, my friend. You took your own advice and you overperformed. I mean, the, 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 how specific you were with the profits on top of your tactics that you do and your overall approach, how you've, uh, you were evolving the conversation with the buyers uh, from wholesale and then eventually doing joint ventures to making $210,000 in profit over the last 12 months. Um, I mean, j- just like incredible stuff. Uh, I am just, it's just, it's, it's easy for me to understand now that we've talked how you've gotten to where you're at because you are kind of a, a get in there and do it and then I can see your business scaling from here. But you know, every time I ask, well, who did this? Who did the website? I did it. Who's doing your SEO? I do it. Who's doing your, your drive for dollars? Well, I do it. You know, it, it's just, it's, it's phenomenal the start that you've gotten. Bravo to you. Very grateful that uh, you are sharing this, your story. It's very inspirational with the best ever listeners and myself. Hope you have a best ever day. And um, best ever listeners, really quickly, if you want to get the weekly email newsletter, then text the number 38470 and write the word best, B-E-S-T. That's 38470 and write the word best. It will prompt you to put in your email and you'll get not only my weekly newsletter that recaps episodes like I have with Kevin, as well as there's a bonus gift for apartment resources that I got. Kevin, thank you so much for being on the show. This is awesome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me on the podcast for sure. I'm I'm a big fan. Awesome. Well, have a best ever day and I'll talk to you soon for sure. If you're looking for an asset-based lender to grow your real estate portfolio and you're buying single family homes or small multifamilies, then go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. They've got a program for you that's asset-based lending. Or if you're a fix and flipper and you're just starting out or you're very experienced, they've got a fix and flip loan program for you too. And they reward you based on your experience, but they also let you break into the industry. If you're just getting started, go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever.